everybody and welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. Hello guys, welcome hey, back again. Is everybody alright? Yeah, yes, great. yes, yes. Sur- surviving. Surviving in Babylon as my uncle would say. Irene. Yeah. Well, I am a Jamaican and proud of that fact. Yes, babe. Yes, babe. <laughs> um, very evident. And it will always, always, always be evident, Lovely. especially as we're outnumbered in this country now. Okay. Now. <laughs> uh, wait, are there more Africans? 100%. Come on. A continent versus an island. 100%. Much more. Francis just. And I didn't realize, is that, oh, you know, realize as you get older as well. Mm. Well, that's not a bad thing. Is that the case? Or were we, we were just pretending not to be African when we were younger. Oh. Mm. <laughs> we won't go down that topic because that's not what we're here to discuss today. That's a whole other topic. That, Later on in our timelines, you, you may see this conversation. That. I didn't do that either. I'm just saying. I'm a mixer. I didn't need to. Francis? Yeah, what, what, what's the question? Nothing. <laughs> but um, yeah, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again. Um, today, we are going to be covering a really important topic. We're going to be talking about financial literacy in schools. Um. Yeah. Why do Why do we think about this topic? Why do we think it's a good idea? Yeah. I mean, we've touched up on financial literacy before, haven't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the importance of it, etc. Yeah. So we just thought today we'll we'll dig in a little bit deeper mm-hmm. into um where or why it's not taught in schools specifically. Mm. So yeah, primary, secondary, uni, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, why it's not taught? Look, if there if it is taught in other countries. Um, yeah, just basically look at that topic in more detail. It's quite evident why it's important or why mm. it should be taught. Yeah. But again, we'll touch up on that. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, especially after we did the Elam show. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And we spoke about it in the car. It's interesting to see the things that people like us, um, or people somewhat in the know will consider to be just common knowledge it's that a lot stuff. of yeah. people yeah. have no idea yeah. about. I, keep, I, I think I've mentioned it before. That. Uh, and it's easy to be guilty of that. Um, because we work in finance, like, so we forget how much of this yes. we just pick up because it's our area of uh, where we work or whatever. But I think when we mentioned credit scores, I was, you, so, I was so shocked yeah. that people had no idea. And I think back to myself, did I know what a credit score was at their age? I can't I remember. Think back. I may not have because I, I found a lot about this stuff when I worked in the bank. So mm-hmm. if you haven't got that experience, would I have known? Don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, I think as we discussed, it's so more important than it used to be because the world has changed you know there's a lot yeah. more temptation there's a lot Bruh. more social pressures <laughs> to look a certain way and be able to, to go assert, go. Uh, huh? <laughs> go, go, go. nothing nothing go. <laughs> go 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 anyway <sighs> so yeah it's a lot harder to be financially prudent these days so i think uh financial literacy is now i think fully accepted as a thing people need to know but it's just not there and I not discussed people, people are uh, Getting into that world a lot younger, a lot quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the route's a bit more direct. Mm-hmm. So not so much for parents anymore. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. access services. Yeah. And they're exposed a lot more as well. Yeah. Apps and it's just people. It's just very important. It's the basis behind this whole podcast. Cool. It, it's just information that needs to be out there. Mm. So, cool. um, yeah, talking about it being spoken about in s- disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, you're just gonna have to get used to it. I know we've had suggestions that we should like pre-record it, but that's not we are. We're an organic podcast, <laughs> so you're gonna get it as we give it to you. Um, so this is me doing this claim this week. Uh, so remember, uh, we're not financial uh, registered financial advisors. Nothing we're discussing or saying on here is supposed to be advice. It is our opinions and our opinions only. Uh, we suggest that you either educate yourself or seek profan- uh, professional help yourself. Uh, and don't take anything we say as gospel. Don't go make decisions uh, based on what we say without your own research 
and considering any of your risks, objectives, fees or anything like that, you need to fully be in the know yourself. It's on you, not on us. Do not sue us. Yep. (laughs) So for research for this episode, I spoke to two of my friends that were teachers. One's in primary school teacher and the other one's a secondary school teacher. So my friend Sandra, who's a primary school teacher, she teaches um, age four to five reception. She said that they don't teach any financial literacy at the moment. And she said she don't think the children have any concept of what exact, what money is mm-hmm. and how it should be spent. But she said that she thinks that it should be something, um, it should be put in the curriculum For sure. to address it, even if it's, even if it's very light. Yeah, yeah just and to mention. Yeah, she said most of the children will talk about having their own pocket money and mm-hmm. that's about it. But she said she's going to do a little circle time with them to give um, find out some feedback of like what they do with their pocket yeah. money. Do they know how to save, etc. Yeah, yeah. Then my other friend who teaches secondary school ages 11 to 18 and is um, single sex and is boys. She said they're taught briefly in years 7 to year seven to 11, only talk about budgeting and managing money, but nothing very detailed. That's, That's a good, good start. Though, yeah. I, I had one of those. Yeah. Hell of a lot more Same. than I have got. She says in year 12 and 13, as preparation for uni, some registrations are dedicated to it and they have assemblies as well mm. again nothing too detailed but she said that they think that it should be much more and i asked her do you think it should be taught and why she said it needs to be taught as grounded for future she said she was personally taught about saving from a young age and she will put a section of her pocket money aside and she said by doing that she was able to pay for her driving lessons at mm. 17 with ease and buy her first car at 17 with ease so oh, she wow. thinks at that age it should be very important yeah, and she also feels that they're very frivolous with money at uni, and it can be avoided. And I also asked, so what type of things do you think they should teach for the a group for that age group? And she said, not spending unnecessary money in sixth form, like such as meal deals. Every day is very expensive. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously the concept of there's food at home. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> I was going to say it with your chest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I said to her, do you think the age group is too young to take any finance, financial info in? She said, definitely not. From a young age, it should be, um, yeah, it should be taught at, at a young age and plant the seeds as early as possible. Yeah, for sure. And I said, has there been any incidents where finance has come up and the kids didn't have no clue or were surprised by what was said? And she said, talking about properties, cars and finance six formers are not aware of how to even get to that stage of like buying a property mm. they just think it's too expensive and that's it yeah. and they don't have no no knowledge so having that knowledge from early would would make them less scared of yeah. getting into yeah. like property yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and it'll give them more time to plan towards it of course yeah, yeah. i think that's a big it's thing forward looking for me that's yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. you know i think if we can get these kids building towards that from young when they get to the ages that they want to be doing it you know it'll be easier for yeah, them it's more accessible. they're not you, playing catch up Cool. Um, so I don't know how we're gonna kick off. Um, well, we okay. So it's um that's new to me. I didn't know they were doing anything in schools mm. or colleges. Yeah, and that's definitely more than what I had. But I don't think up. it's all schools there. I think no. it's just, just some, some. I think it'll be down to individuals, probably like us, understanding that it's needed and maybe pushing the agenda in the individual institutions. But it's definitely not like a government drive behind it. it well, not that I've heard of. Um, there's a few charities around. Okay. Yeah, but nothing. But nothing. Like government. Mm. 
But why do you guys think that is? Why do you think it isn't well, taught in schools? From, from, from my personal research, <clears throat> the most common... <laughs> what's the joke? Nothing. Um, Continue. The most common <laughs> reasons that I found were that um, why schools don't have an actual... Um, nothing in the curriculum, as in like a topic, maybe not a topic like maths or something, yep, yep, yep. but even something that's taught more than just one seminar mm. that's taught over like a prolonged period. Mm-hmm. Um, there was lack of political support i.e. Mm. the local authority didn't really put a lot of emphasis on it wow, okay. um, there was lack of funding mm. so they don't have extra money right as does other reasons Sorry, uh, then <laughs> lack of resources materials and um, insufficient expertise of the staff in that area what materials yeah, what? do you yeah, need calculator exactly well, i think I they need to make it sense podcast and the biggest obstacle everyone was that the difficulty in testing financial uh, financial literacy. But you don't have to test. It's just giving just that information. information well, well, they're saying that's why you can't develop a curriculum kind of. No, I disagree. Because you, you test against a... what you taught. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just yeah, reporting yeah. what I'm no, We're not attacking you. Yeah. <laughs> you wish you was attacked. That's just how it is. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> testing geography because I don't remember having testing geography. I remember yeah, yeah, I, I, I had exams. Yeah, I had geography exams. Can't remember the content of them, but yeah, I had geography exams. Yeah. I just feel like you can you can test you on can the test factual anything. information, yeah. 100%. definitions. Like, come on, yeah. I don't know. What is a credit score? Yeah. You know, how long? Yeah. How long does information stay a credit score for? It, yeah, exactly. four years, five years, six years. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The key things people need to know, you just put those down yeah. as a question. I don't well, think that's different. That just sounds like laziness to me. Yeah. Exactly. But I, good point yeah. there is expertise, right? So yeah, you know. I, Maybe just because they're teachers doesn't mean they're in the best place to teach. And, and yeah. I was thinking, because you might be a teacher and your personal finance may be very, very bad. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Because so there are a lot of people that uh, have, have good jobs that aren't financially true. Uh, yeah. It's a very, yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. And it's a new skill, I think. But you don't maybe. have to be financially astute to teach it. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you, no, you don't. Yeah, but then. Maybe to create the curriculum. Simple critical, right? Telling the kids. You have to manage your finances, but yeah, you're in debt. You have no idea. No, well, come they on. Use information better than you. I don't need you. Yeah, to, uh, I just think people are always teaching what they don't. They don't practice. Yeah. It's just life. Well, it except is. for us, we don't teach. <laughs> yeah, that's been one of the main things of this podcast. It has keep me from being a hypocrite and uh, actually taking our own advice. Yeah, it's definitely. Been very, very interesting. I've had to do. And that recently. But we're human. At the end yeah, of exactly. I feel like if we were all here, top scholars on this information, we wouldn't deliver it in a certain way. And people, if people wouldn't relate to it. Yeah, yeah. this is Let's true. Well said. This is a journey we're learning here and just giving it to you in real time. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that would have been perfect if you didn't follow me back. <laughs> I was proud of myself on that one. Huh? I'm proud of you that you use the, the term real time. Yeah. Uh, I've told you. Skynet is self aware. I've told you that. Now. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about why it's not taught in schools and what do we think it should look like? <coughs> um, I think that's open-ended, right? And it's going to be different for different people. Of course, yeah. But different I think, ages as well. Yeah, and how, based on the way you I learn. I think it shouldn't just be about the financial element. It should be about how the whole system works. Right. Yeah. So I think that the yeah. credit check-in, credit mm. score. Bank accounts. What does it mean? Exactly, bank yeah. accounts. See, I, kind of bank accounts. I would even go a step further and say it should include how does the monetary system work? And yeah. What yeah. decisions does the Bank of England make? How does it impact you? I was just thinking that for something that's so detrimental to how we move forward in life, it should be taught in schools. I feel like reading and writing is, is so important. And mm-hmm. nobody says it's for the parents. to. T- I mean, yes, of course, your parents should be reading and writing with you. But that's very important in schools. So why isn't financial information? I personally feel like there's a political agenda behind why it's not in schools. Yeah. 
But so do I agree. Let's um let's continue. I, I, I think that you have to look at where society was when the current education system I was going to come on to was, point. was mm-hmm. put together mm-hmm. and society has changed shape yeah. um you know the what families look like um how class, you know the class of society has changed mm-hmm. so when this when the education system was developed that's where we were and then the people that are in charge of it now have have stayed at that level yeah, not yeah, yeah. so you know it's not everyday people yeah. like the people on the Make a Sense podcast are yeah. now the MP for education. And yeah. So I think that's what while it is. I, while I wouldn't yes. discount that as a possibility, I don't think you can discount uh, ignorance in the in terms of people not understanding mm. that this stuff needs to be addressed. Yeah. There are going to yeah. be some people that's life's been very different and I say they have got this information just through friends and family mm. and they're assuming, well, everyone should do that, like I kind of mentioned earlier. But um, no, I think it's definitely most important. Yeah. And, and the, the one thing I wanted to make before we move on is I think it's about building a mindset in our kids at a very, very young age mm. to be financially responsible with money. Uh, we touched on it on the episode where Darren was here. Mm. Um, you know, we don't teach them anything about it being cool or being good to be responsible with their money and then they see other things out there mm. that told them to be frivolous with their money mm. and then you get to an age where you're realizing okay that's not going to work for me unless i'm a star an athlete or whatever it's going to be so i'm gonna have to live a normal person's life and then you have to retrain yourself yeah. to be yeah. financially literate mm. it may be your 20s late 20s mid 20s mm. for me i think if we get this tool in schools it's not gonna work for everyone yep. mm-hmm. but the people that want to will have the tools to be financially savvy yeah. at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it just, it makes their lives infinitely better. And I, for me personally, I think this is one of the things that could really shift 100%. society, yeah. especially in the working class communities. It really could shift society if we can become more sensible with the money that we're getting in because mm-hmm. we've shown that we're easy at throwing it out. So if we yeah. direct that somehow, you know, it can, it really, also, I think it can shift things. I, I, think, I think it could be a good thing to teach them as well because it'll be a culture shock because when you're a young age, you are taught to deal with physical cash. Mm. Mm. By the time they get to 18, they're going to realize, or 16, or 18, they realize everything is digital. Yeah. 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 And I think the biggest thing for me that comes out of it is not just, so you talked earlier about kids knowing APR, things like that, Mm. et cetera. And that's good to know the technicalities of it, but you can know all that still not be good with money. I think people need to have the correct mindset Mindset. um, about dealing with money over time. That's impossible to teach. You know, I say that because I feel like even if you did teach kids all of that, their personality type has a large role to play. <coughs> Some people are just naturally more... No, I agree. True, but the personality is that will be good with it. Exactly. You need to give them the tools. Yeah. To, exactly. To, to that's exercise. Yeah, and that's right. what I'm saying. It's not going to cure everybody, but the people that want to, it will give them the tools too. And because, go sorry, no, no, go ahead. And I, I think that's the same as telling a child to behave. Yeah. 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 Yes. Not all kids behave, yeah. but imagine not telling Tell a child yeah. about yeah. morals yeah. and values. It, right exactly. Mm. People, they just need the information. Can't save them all. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> but that's not, no, not a bad true. thing. It's true. It's true though. It's Compounding. True. You can't save everyone. You know, you we can't. save one more every year. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I thought about um, when I was looking at this, I was put together just seven quick reasons why I think um, financial literacy needs to be taught at a younger age. So first thing, and I think we've touched on it, is that not everybody gets the same start just depending on their background, depending mm-hmm. on their parents, the kind of jobs they've done. I feel like there are people out there that automatically have this information just because it's spoken about around the house. They see what mummy and daddy do for a living. They hear mm-hmm. about investment. They hear about stocks and shares. Mm-hmm. They hear about interest rates. Some households don't have that kind of discussion mm-hmm. because of the kind of jobs they do. Yeah. So I think... 
literally because I just think and give also, everybody. Also, sorry to cut you off. Also, always hear negative. Yeah. Oh, mummy can't buy me this, or she doesn't. Mummy can't. I don't have enough money for this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or they hear about heavily relying on credit or being mm. able to borrow or whatever. Mm. I just think it gives everybody a level playing field. Mm. Like you teach in schools, people take with it what they will, and yeah. then. No, even uh, did you no, no, yeah, go um, like one thing I always kind of stuck in my mind is like the whole issue around paying rent as a child right yeah. now if you're in a situation where that has to be done i get it but i still think it has a negative impact on the kids when that's the first thing you're introducing yeah. them to from a financial standpoint yeah. you know paying rent not building an asset you know yeah. i know some parents do it in that way i'm going to help you save yeah. Right? yeah versus i'm taking this money from you that you're never going to see again because I think it, it creates a mindset yeah. of spending money that you're never seeing again. Yeah. I, for me, I think uh, for, for, that's what I want to do with my daughter mm. is her first introduction to finance is how to save, not how to pay rent or yeah. pay a debt. Yeah. Immediately you're indebted to your parents. Do you know, yeah. I think it's, it's being mindful about how you deliver this education because I think a lot of parents will say the reason why I'm char- charging my child rent is because they need to learn financial responsibility. I don't think and it I works. Feel like, but I feel I. like their end goal is exactly the mm. same as yours but it's just a delivery. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just about tailoring how you mm. put that message across. And the area they came from, that's how they got taught, right? Yeah. When you get to a certain age, if you're still in my house mm. and you're working, you need to contribute to the yeah. house. And also how many... Um, of the older generation have ever had to build an asset and pay mortgage. Mm. There's a lot of them that are not doing that and have yeah, never done yeah. that. So all they do know is paying rent. Yeah, agreed. You know? Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I hear that actually. But I think maybe it's important for us uh, with kids and about to have kids to change that mindset because that didn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's too mm-hmm. punitive. It's too much of a, almost feels like a punishment. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've just gone down, got my first job. I've got my own money. Yeah. Oh, I've got to give all of it, half of it away, yeah. or wherever it may be, whatever mm-hmm. fraction away. Instead of, Okay, I've got my m- money now. I get to enjoy some, and I'm going to build for my future with some. Mm. It's a much more of a positive. The funny thing yeah. is, experience, I, I was almost opposite. So when I was younger, I was terrible with money, mm. but I was very lucky. That my dad was an accountant, so I had a savings account set up early. I got sat mm. down. This is your savings account. This mm. is how we do things. This is what happened. They had shares, etc. So I just thought, oh, everything's everything's there. It's cool with it. So whenever I got my pocket money or spending, I just was just mm. frivolous with it. Yeah. So, so good back to what Francis was saying about the personality, but I agree with you. If you sit down and say, to, this is what we do. This is how we have the house you live in. Yeah. This is how I can buy you yeah. this or buy you that and keep on doing it. Cause obviously yeah. at that age is one time, but then when they want to buy something. So when I wanted to make a decent purchase, I kind of had to structure it in a way. My like, right. So it's going to take you X amount every week mm. to yeah. do this, to do that, yeah. etc. So, so you're right. It's about, sitting down and showing the kids exactly what it is yeah but i'm saying with in schools imagine if imagine whether us in this room was parents and our experience is completely different mm-hmm. we'll be teaching our child what we know yeah. whereas if there's something in schools everybody gets the same, same. and yeah, then they take yeah, it it's standardized no i agree with you second point i have is that what kalisha's already mentioned it's so some form of money management starts at a very early age from children getting pocket money so if although we look at very very young children and think okay well they don't know anything about money they get pocket money be it even if it's as small as three pounds a week i feel like if a child knows that they get three pounds they spend it and then they get it again what are they learning so although we 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 think it's trivial and we think Mm -hmm. okay well they're young they don't know they are managing money at a certain age so that's another reason why i feel like it should be taught in schools um third one is there are much more temptations about so okay. from TV yeah. ads, I remember being in the gym on Saturday mornings and you notice that the ads that are on the TV are tailored to 
making the consumer who's sitting in front of the TV at that time purchase. You'll be running around with your kids and they're looking at the TV saying, okay, I want this, I want that. Mm-hmm. Now we know with social media, um, adverts are tailored to you and what you yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And children have social media from the age of what, 11? Yep, yep. Sometimes young age. younger. Very, very young age. So, and if they're getting money, if they're getting weekly allowances and they've seen these temptations, it's very, very easy to just frivolously spend your money. Mm. Kind of a question for you, Francis. Yeah. Have you seen probably, compared to maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, the amount of money spent on consumer items has that like infinitely gone up now since the introduction of all that kind of stuff that Sam just mentioned? Or uh, I don't know if there's some of you I know, but it's, yeah, it's consumer spending has gone up significantly since about two, well, it dropped from 2008 mm-hmm. to around 2012 ish. And since then, it's been on the up again. Mm. And the amount of debt taken up for consumer say, yeah, purchases yeah. has gone up as well, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, look at the Christmas one. Exactly. How much money was spent yeah. just during the Christmas? Yeah. Um, mm. I've read a couple of reports where they're saying that the, the consumer debt level now is reaching you know, highest ever proportions relative to inflation. Exactly. And that's kind of why this stuff is important. You know, it goes as simple as a point you just made onto, okay, we're so heavily targeted at now, that's going to spur us to spend on on consumer because all the factors on why you spend on these things are, are so much heightened and more targeted to individuals. You know what I mean? So it's a lot easier to market to people nowadays than it was 20, 30 years ago. So I think it's more important for you to be aware of that and know how to manage your money. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was easier not to spend money back yeah, it's easier to buy yeah, yeah. it's Before easier to borrow media. yeah it was just so much easier not to spend yeah. money yeah so i think you can't and this kind of ties into things when you hear people say that millennials can't buy houses because of our spending habits yeah. the spending environment or landscape should i say yeah. is yeah. infinitely changed yeah. infinitely yeah. changed so like take that into account what's yeah. you saying um yeah another thing with social media it's not even just the ads that pop up it's the fact that you're seeing a lifestyle there's an expectation on the lifestyle you're supposed to be living so mm-hmm. if you're getting money from a young age you're following a lifestyle you're spending money frivolously if you haven't been taught how to manage your money from an early stage you're screwed yeah. basically yep. like mm-hmm. a lot of people have been yep. um debt that it's a lot easier to acquire debt credit is so accessible from a young age loans are bigger student loans are so much bigger tuition fees are so much more expensive i feel like i definitely took out loans and used what was available to me without having the proper knowledge of what it would mean later on in life so i feel like that is something that children should be or young people should be made aware of and again when we spoke at elam there are a lot of the children that just didn't know much Mm. about what the blind kind of loans they could take out, how yep. much they have to pay back, XYZ. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, sorry to cut you again, one of the a key things for young people, taking out loans that you don't know about at a young age, ending up with a default or, or, you know, on your credit file at the age mm-hmm. of 21 and have mm-hmm. to wait till your late 20s before you can do things like buy houses and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many of us have probably ages. missed the housing bubble because we had issues on our credit file yeah. at a time where we could have potentially bought houses for cheaper prices. Yeah. So avoiding things like that, key importance because six years is a long time to have messed up credit so kids need to know how to protect their credit score before it gets broken because i think most people be- become aware of it once it's already broken mm-hmm. you know i think you guys probably covered that on the credit score episode yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but there's, there's so many reasons why all this stuff is so important yeah and i think there's a lot more transparency around that stuff now so whilst as you say it's a lot easier to borrow and do things like that mm. There is a lot more information yeah. and as yeah. in the running theme would make a sense go and find the info yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, two more. Another one is to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor. Like I, this ties in with my first point, but a lot of people stay rich because it is within their family. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's they're just the knowledge is there, and a lot of people stay poor because of lack of information. Mm-hmm. So again, That's, that trend's actually changing. Okay. Really, you're obviously right in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, 
but the amount of old money rich people compared to new money is dropping mm. I can imagine so I can imagine because due to social new, media there's mm. more new money coming well, okay. yeah, yeah. Mm. And I suppose it's does old money know how to make money in a new world potentially not don't know I don't discuss is there anything that says the reasons behind that not really but it's a lot to, it's to do with like technological advances mm. right? so say a poor child or someone coming from a working background with a normal degree from a normal uni just knowing how to I don't know maybe utilize the internet for something that they couldn't have done 50 years ago mm. it's got to do with new avenues of making money yeah because yeah whole industry can be taken away yeah with the right innovation yeah. you know so a lot of genera- yeah. generational wealth if that wealth isn't continued in the new era mm. you know as you said you know if, if mm. it's a if it's from a coal factory or something yeah and I suppose it's kind of the point you raised before in a few episodes ago that there's more money than there are opportunities to invest that money oh, by far. And, and people by far. are chasing higher returns so they may yeah. take higher risk and lose oh, said money yeah, you never yeah, know yeah. so yeah. There's, there's so a lot much co- money lying around just waiting for the right opportunity so, so i think the point i want to get back to to some point do we like in each of our views really do you think that uh, a good financial institution program would actually bridge the gap or do you just think people with gap. money are always going to be I think it would help mm. yeah because that's why it. I'm a bit sceptical if it would truly bridge no, the gap I, it would help like, yeah, yeah I mean, in my, in my, my opinion with all these things is anything that increases the probability mm. right so if it increases the probability that things will be better on the whole more people will take uh, better financial decisions mm. because they'll be more financially literate it's worth doing mm. right? but mm. personality plays a big part. That's the common denominator there that you mm. can't factor out. But I think it would um it would it would improve the probability of it happening. Yeah. And finally I just feel like there's so many other things that children are taught at a young age. Taught about sex, you can smoke, you can gamble, you can play the lottery. Okay, well then be taught about financial literacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think it's a case of we all recognise that it needs to be taught. Mm-hmm. I think the argument where is going to be an open-ended one. Yeah. Is it going to be in schools? So, you know, as I, I remember reading a report, I, a report, sorry, I skim read it, but pretty much, uh, this, and I've mentioned it before, he was saying it's not the responsibility of the government to teach this stuff and they feel that more traditional topics should remain. Um, so, you know, I think we need to approach it from both angles, right? Yes, put pressure on your local government or whatever to, you know, have it taught. So if you, where the area you live, you need to be applying to your local councillor to raise it on the agenda, mm. but then also looking for resources for yourself. You know what I mean? I think that's probably the two things I would say yeah. as yeah. takeaways for people yeah. listening to this. Yeah. yeah, I think my argument back to that person was times have changed and the role the government needs to play or not play mm. evolves over time and that's where we will see some problems yeah. today. And I think you can't get around the fact that, you know, some will say our education system is outdated yeah. in general, yeah. you know. It's outdated. Yeah. It, look, look, it is outdated. A lot of people think our education is, and many things in this country mm-hmm. and Western countries can be seem outdated. But then it goes back to what John said with the the initial setup, right? Yeah. Because education was never set up as a training for work. Mm. It was set up as something to build your thinking skills or yes. your reasoning skills. Mm. Which I think is important. It's still important today, but the skills and tools you give people and w- the reason they need to do in today's world yeah. has slightly changed. Yeah, mm. this is, I remember my teacher said something to me once. He said, most of the stuff you learn in school, by the time you get out of school, a lot, most of it will be irrelevant mm. or you'll never use it. But I said the true skill is learning how to learn. Yes. Yeah. That's the, that's the yes. true skill. 100%. Yeah. 100%. No, I agree with that completely. 100%. I agree. And it, as it goes back to Pythagoras kind of thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I could probably, even in my day-to-day job now and more so in previous roles, like, like when we worked together mm. um, previously, I was about to say the company name, but previously, <laughs> you can probably trace back when you've solved problems, done a bit of logic, etc. Yeah. Probably trace that back to a few things you did in school yeah, where you yeah. had to 
to do that to to pass your subject. So, so I don't agree, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all my Excel formulas are based on algebra. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Is there any more? Well, no, cool. No. You had a point, Francis. Yeah. So, what's what's actually being done and to kind of um, bring financial literacy into schools, etc. And um, it's actually a very, very large initiative going on. Um, there are several charities that are doing work on this. Um, there are some that are providing training for teachers. So they're going to train the teachers on how to teach financial literacy in schools, including tackling the issue of how to measure it mm. or how to s- assess it. Um, there's this place called uh, redstarteducate.org. Um, they basically provide tr- training material, so resources, workshop ideas for teachers. So again, that's a free source for teachers mm-hmm. to go to get whatever they need to teach it. So that's one thing. Um, there's a charity called Young Money. Um, they fund projects surrounding anything to do with financial literacy in schools and money management. So if you have an idea or you want to run past something, you need funding for it, you speak to those guys. The, the link's going to be in the, um, in the show notes, whatever. So they're heavily involved in that. Um, the OECD has been running several projects since 2012. So they did a survey. So I don't know if you guys did this when you were in school, but you, it was like an assessment where you had to do something in science and maths, English, the, the, the PISA, PISA. Oh, I don't, I've, I've heard about it, but I don't remember doing it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's been running for years. And since 2012, they've added a financial literacy part to it. Oh, really? Yeah. So the idea is they wanted to see, are there any links? You know, <coughs> like if you're good in other, this topic, does that mean you're good in financial literacy or what, what is the level of kids' financial literacy? Got you. So they've run a study. They finished in 2015. The results are on the website. It's basically sh- showing what most people would have thought. One funny statistic from there was actually Peru was ranked number one. The kids in Peru had the highest financial literacy ability. Oh, really? Wow. You would have thought. And no one knows why. But mm. Peru was quite high. Up. What's the state of their economy? What, how are they doing? Well, that, that, that doesn't surprise me. Rel- relative to other um, Latin countries, Peru's doing really well. Got you. Politically very stable. Mm-hmm. What um, country did you say? Peru. Peru. You say Latin. Latin. Oh, sorry. Latin America. <laughs> you know, I just assumed that was a new term that I wasn't aware. I was going to Google later. Latin. So Latin is a bit like yeah. EMEA. Yeah. So, yeah, Latin. Latin America. So, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, relatively to other Latin countries, they're doing very well. Uh, I don't know much about the educational system, but yeah, that was just... The UK was somewhere in the middle. Most European countries were somewhere in the middle. The, the Scandinavian guys also did quite well. Um, yeah, that's just that. Um, so yeah, those are the initiatives that are kind of being done to tackle this. And um, the OECD, they've actually... They're working together with Birmingham University. There's this, There's these two guys, Peter Davis, David Kirkman... Um, they've actually created a curriculum or a, a financial literacy program for schools. They created it. They've introduced it to the World Bank. Um, it's kind of, from from what I've found, it seems like all the things needed are actually in place. Well, yeah. Everything that, uh, all that needs to happen is for some kind of government to say, okay, this is cool. We're going to implement this in certain boroughs, schools. That's so is, what needs to happen. So is it about maybe raising awareness of it? Is it, is it about people going to the local councillors and badgering them? I would them? say so because every, you know, it's not like no one's doing anything about it. There's loads of people doing things So maybe you need a, a hashtag to, uh, and you know, at your local councillor on Twitter or something like that. Or maybe, yeah, or start asking questions. Why, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. rule on there. Birmingham University, yeah. They're the, they're the, they're the real deal. Cool, we should check that out. 
Yeah. Maybe reach out to them, see what. Any, any parents listening as well that, that are on the board of governors of their schools, etc. They should be raising this stuff yeah. really. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm definitely, that's, that's going to be my personal takeaway. I'm going to do that with, with uh, my daughter's school. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it for me. Over. Over and Over out. And yeah. <laughs> you haven't got any facts and figures, any? No? I thought I just gave you some facts. And facts. Nah, I don't know if he's going to give us like the percentage change over the year, the moving average, <laughs> the Phillips curve, all that kind of stuff. Geometric <laughs> mean. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know. <laughs> One funny thing. There we go. This is the statistics, right? I couldn't find one country where they were actively doing this. As in, in, in I think in Singapore or something, they have these little courses or something. So, something similar to what Kalisha mentioned earlier. Mm. But no country actually has in schools, something built in. I, I think it just goes to show... They don't want you to be great. <laughs> you know, it's uh, but it depends on the society of each <laughs> yeah. country, so they yeah. might not need it. Mm. So well, some not countries even just, Scandinavian countries, and they're like the happiest place on the earth. Mm, right? yeah. So from when they don't have it... Okay. So you're saying maybe not necessary? Or? See, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's not necessary. I, I just feel like they should be taught the basics. They mm. just should be taught the basics. I feel like if they're taught the basics... And the parents pick up some of the slack. They will be cool. But mm. I'm not saying it, it definitely should be taught. It, there's no way around that. Yeah, it should yeah. be taught. And also I was thinking, even if the parents aren't very well with money, if the kids are being taught these things, maybe they can help the parents. Exactly. Right? They, like, most of them don't have <laughs> so, to use computers, yeah. but thanks to we do. Kids. Yeah. It's a two-way street. iPhone first. You, yeah, exactly. You right? can't get away from the fact that in those situations, like the, the roots many of us from our backgrounds came from, it is going to be the kids teaching the parents as much as they don't want to accept that help many times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. But the only thing I'll say about that stat is a couple of things. One, they might teach it as part of other uh, subjects and so maybe they embed it in maths or economics, etc. Yeah. And two, maybe the makeup of their society and and where I don't know their family structures are as a whole doesn't warrant them having a specific financial literacy. That's true. Uh, Maybe uh, that's thing. what's in Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know. But but um, but you'd expect one or two countries to have it. I mean, there's 192 of them, so um, or whatever the number is. So, um, any more points from us? I think we all kind of recognise it's highly important. There's various bits and pieces happening out there. Um, so like with most things, it's going to be on each individual to go out there and get the information on the internet. Um. Yeah. You know, we're definitely going to continue to look into it. It's. It, I think that last point you made around it not being in any country in any formalized way, sorry, just shows how how much of a new consideration it is. You know, it's and that kind of reflects for the fact that people are saying there's no syllabus out there. They don't know what to teach, how to measure it, all that kind of stuff. So it is new, but I just think you can't get around its importance. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any takeaways from anyone else? Just that it's very important. It's just something we need to be considering. Hundred mm. yeah. percent. Parents make noise at your kids' schools. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's what I would say. I think okay. What would you? Uh, maybe this can be an interesting one. What would each of you say would be your takeaway then, in terms of improving your own financial literacy, and uh, maybe that of any young people in your lives? Like, what would you kind of? What would your next steps potentially? I, mean, I know mine's going to be literally going into my daughter's school and having a discussion around it off the back of this. Um, any more for any more? Um, I'd like to think about ways to get the information out there easily. Yeah. Um, even if it's not going in schools, is there a way that parents can help their children? Mm. Go to Francis as well. No, I mean, no, no, no. It's you. It's you for the No, it's you. Uh, so I, th- I think um, Thank you. for me, it's what's a way that would be digestible for the kids themselves? Mm. And actually, is there a way you can put the information together so it's easy for a parent to give it to their kids? Yeah. Mm. Because you do it differently for a parent to digest themselves and maybe for a parent to digest down to their kids. Yeah. 
So is there a difference between the two? And if if there is, how, mm. where, when, what? You know. Cool. Yeah, for me, just to figure out ways of how to get, as I, as it was said, get that information to young adults or young kids. Mm. I, I don't know. Probably do some research. Yeah, I think maybe it's even you know what yeah. issues are they facing. You know, what problems, you know, when they come out of... So, for instance, the Elam students, it might be even good reaching out to them to say, okay, now you've graduated. What has your first couple of years been like outside of education? Because you've got to remember education is somewhat of a bubble. When you're hitting the real world, you're like, whoa, whoa, this isn't a suite. Yeah. It's going to lectures and deciding not to go to lectures. <laughs> I actually have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds extreme, but I feel like even before you do things like student loan, you know, when you're at work and you have to do this online yeah. test, you have to do a, a, go through a little computer-based training about interest rates That's what the money is for etc and then do a test at the end if you haven't completed that test you can't apply for your student loan you should do something like that yeah, yeah. that would be good you should do something like that and something that it doesn't it's not a pass or fail thing something you can keep doing no, until you, you get you it right. it, you can't apply for no but I mean loan. yeah you fail it but then yeah. you keep going which yeah. is obviously yeah. making you know exactly, and learn the answers exactly, you know what I mean exactly. yeah I think that's like a very Sounds very good extreme. idea but I, don't think that's I think it prepares it you for the questions that you're going to be asked in life. Because so. if you make that a part of the application process, yeah. people are going to do it because they want the money, right? Exactly. exactly. Um, I think that brings us to the end. Yeah. Another good one. It was Thank very interesting. A lot to think about, you know, lots to go away and discuss. Let us know if there's any things that you'd like to do or that you're doing. Um, yeah. Or any ideas you have or any questions or feedback. Yeah, we good. Any parents out there, any things you may be doing personally that you could share or we could share? on your behalf um, any resources yeah anyone that's opposed to financial literacy being taught in schools because I read something about people feel like the money is the root to all evil does anyone feel like that and is there any reason why I think one only thing know. which kind of would go in that area is there's already so much kids have to learn mm. if you're going to add that to it as well so then mm. maybe something should be taken out something I don't know yeah. Cool. So same old same old please uh, get us at us uh, Instagram Twitter Making Sense PC uh, email any questions any stuff we just asked for you know you can email it to us on info at makingsensepodcast.com uh, SoundCloud you know we see comments on there as well and as always please keep on you know adding us on socials you know like and repost on SoundCloud you know rate us on on iTunes or yeah iTunes or Apple Podcasts Apple yeah. whatever you want to call it or wherever you listen to us to CastBox as well I know you can Hit the like button on Castbox, but I don't know where their analytics are. I'll find out at a later stage. But wherever you are listening to us, please give us some sort of encouragement that you know you like what we're doing, or you want us to cover different things in a different way. Or if you don't like it, you can still tell us. You can. I actually don't mind it. Really, destructive criticism. Yeah. yeah. Just don't come and troll us on the timeline because <laughs> I think there's enough savvy people in this room to reply with stuff that you know will challenge your views. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please keep it constructive, guys. We're all sensitive souls, or me anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I had nothing more for me anymore. Round table before we go. Thank you for listening. Yeah, likewise. Um, and see you next week. Bye. 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 Peace.